Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today, we're going to have a guest on. We've had one once before. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Kerry Keating on, a former uh, college basketball coach who's an NBA consultant and also co-hosts a radio show uh, on the Warriors uh, pregame on their uh, flagship station, 95.7 The Game. And Kerry has some interesting thoughts about the way the game has evolved. And I think you'll enjoy his, uh, his comments and his perspective. So we're going to have some fun today talking to hoops. Yeah, I want to uh, ask Kerry when he comes on in the next segment about how 95-7 the game got the Warriors. Because that's... Uh, that is an interesting story yeah. in itself. And I'm not sure if Kerry knows all the details. But it is, it's interesting how teams now are looking, especially a team that's won a championship, yeah. wants more programming. And they weren't getting it on the number one sports station because the number one sports station in the Bay Area is carrying the Giants, who are a big deal. You know, baseball is a big deal. Yeah, so, but when you have an NBA you know, champion, NBA championship, yeah, yeah, and, and the Giants aren't doing well, and the you know the seasons overlap. Yeah, but the, here's bit, the deal: but, the Giants are are paying a lot more money. It's all about the dollars and listeners. And you have to remember, not, not to knock basketball on yeah. the radio, but it's not real popular on the radio compared to baseball. Tr- true. Yeah, yeah. But, but can't you, you can't have two sports? You can, on? but uh, somehow that fell through the cracks, you know? That's yeah. my old station for you. I, you know? <laughs> I've worked there for 11 years, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Please, sports leader. Yeah. And uh, in honor of uh, Kerry being on the show, today's trivia theme is NBA. Yeah, we're going to have some questions about the the NBA. Sure. And that sounds uh, good. let's see here. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over 7.5%, secured by California real estate, mostly in the San Francisco Bay Area, with no losses. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. You know, they've done over 1,400 loans, no losses. No, oh, that's... that's uh... I'll see it when I I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, well, <laughs> but you say it is. I, it is. Yeah, listen, I, yeah, I can well, attest to honest, it. You're an honest guy. So I'm, I'm an honest guy. Well, it. I'm an investor in it too, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can I well, can you... say I, I've seen that they don't have any losses. Yeah. All right. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? 
Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Savor the best of Napa Valley during winter in the wineries, December 2nd, 2017 through February 4th, 2018. Calistoga's annual Wine Passport event provides the perfect, relaxed, romantic getaway during Cabernet season. Come discover both legendary wineries and small hidden gems sprinkled around Calistoga. You'll appreciate the slower pace of this special time of year in Napa Valley and soak up a bit more personal attention along the way with tastings at 17 exquisite wineries, large and small, that express the beauty of this distinct wine-growing region. You may want to make more than one trip to explore them all within this two-month period. To book your Winter in the Wineries passport package, email relax at mountviewhotel.com or call 707-942-6877. That's 707-942-6877 or send email to relax at mountviewhotel.com. Cruise into the holiday season sipping drinks and enjoying bay views with Hornblower Cruises and Events. Step aboard for a champagne brunch, savor the culinary creations with a festive dinner, or watch the fireworks from the water on a New Year's Eve gala. Make a splash and give the gift of a Hornblower Cruise or start a new holiday tradition. There's a cruise for any occasion. Sailing all December long, visit hornblower.com for reservations today. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah, Kerry Keating, who's been on the show before, former uh, St. Mary's basketball coach, co-host of the Warriors pregame show on The Game, which is 95.7 FM in uh, San Francisco, which carries the defending NBA champions and also does some uh, personnel consultant work with the league. And Welcome to the show, Kerry. And, uh, you know, I, before we get into basketball, I just want you to give our listeners a little background as to your interest in the game and how it all evolved, because I would assume as a kid you were playing ball, you're a big guy, you, you, you have a passion for the game, and you found your passion at an early age. How did all this happen? Yeah, well, my, I was fortunate. I was raised by a coach, an athletic director, and pretty much born in a gym, if you will. And back then in the East Coast, in New York, we had oh. some great games. We're having some problems uh, here. <laughs> Kerry, sorry, we're having some problems with your phone. Um, we're we're kind of cutting in and out. Just just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Why don't you start over again? You know what? Let me try. Uh, why don't you guys try me on a different line? I guess. 
Let's let uh, let's do that. Let's, that's okay. Uh, try try it four zero eight nine nine six six nine six six eight seven seven six. Yeah, that's always a problem. You're on a cell phone right now, and probably a landline would be yeah. better. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna keep recording. We're okay. gonna call you right back. Okay. All right. All right. We're gonna try this again here. That's gonna be kind of loud, but it'll work. Should we just re-record this segment? No, nah, it's okay. It's kind of fun having uh, something a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna, listeners don't get a chance yeah. to hear this too and, often. And huh? 95.7 The Game, are they carrying the A's also? All right, guys. There, there he are. is. There he is. All right. So, Kerry, you were telling us a little bit about your, your background, and uh, you were born into a, an athletic family. Your dad was an athletic director? Yeah, he coached uh, in college. He was an uh, assistant coach at Hofstra University on Long Island and then became an assistant AD there. And to my, to my mom's uh, pleasure, got out of coaching into athletic administration when we were young kids, um, but around basketball. And he went from Hofstra to Adelphi and was the athletic director at Seton Hall during their uh, great run with P.J. Carlissimo oh, yeah. final game in the mid-'80s. And then he moved on to some conferences out in the East and now is in his 15th year as a senior associate athletic director for basketball at the University of Kansas. So. Wow. Yeah, you can say that basketball is a part of our, our family would be an understatement. And, it, it's uh, in the blood. Excited to have that opportunity. I and mean, it's exactly what led me towards coaching. I was a better baseball player than basketball player and actually aspired to play baseball in college. But when I got a chance to actually coach while I was an undergraduate, I couldn't pass that up and mm. actually did that for three years. I was the first digital video coordinator in college basketball in 1990. We were the first school at Seton Hall to have a computerized editing system. So. Wow. All this analytics and, and, and digitization of video that we are so common, uh, commonly using now at every level, from high school to college to MBA, uh, I can stake my claim as the first ever to use a computer <laughs> in college basketball to, to, to edit our films for, for study. How, how, uh, how much has that really added? To, I'm not dissing it. I'm just kind of wondering, how, how much has that really added to coaching? Well, it, it's interesting because we were just talking about that a little bit last night on the pregame show, and, and I think that the, the 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 social media aspect, everyone having a voice, and now the, the the adaptation of analytics into the NBA, and even more so a little bit in college, has kind of made it seem like that's where the coaching is stemming from. It, it's become almost exclusively numbers driven, but but I beg to differ in the sense that I think that just supports what coaches already know. You know, the, the best players are making the, the plays and your best defenders are, are making the defensive plays, and, and numbers just kind of support that. Now, the NBA has taken it to a, a, an extreme level where they're measuring distances of, of how far your defender is away and what your percentages are when the guy is within four feet, without four feet. And I think it, it's great to have supporting data like that, and I think it, it, if the coaches – that are, that are trying to coach millennial players now can utilize that to support their true coaching roots. I think it helps, but I do think you run into a little bit of a danger if you're exclusively looking at numbers, and I think it's hard to sustain that at a very high level. Well, and the players have to remember that, too, mm-hmm. you know, while, while they're playing the game. It kind of kind of sounds like a money ball for, for, uh, for the <laughs> yeah. NBA. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's been kind of searching for that. I mean, I, I'm a sabermetrics guy. I took that in college. Like I said, I, I aspire to be a baseball player, and Numbers can maybe tell a little bit more in a baseball field than they can in a basketball court. But, again, we're in the age of computers and the age of analytics. I think everyone's just trying to find an edge. Now, there are ways you can do that, and there are programs and applications that can help your program from, from a high level. The Warriors are one that are doing that. The Rockets certainly are doing that. 
for the GM that's an MIT grad and very numbers driven. And I think it just kind of, like I said, it just kind of justifies what your initial thoughts were, what your gut feeling is. I think that the best thing to do is to marry the statistical part of it with, with that gut feeling. You know, you, the old school, and, yeah. and we all saw Moneyball. You saw when Billy Bean went in there and, you know, uh, made, made the Yale grad the, the assistant GM because he knew the numbers and all the old scouts, or this is what we know. I, I think you still have to have a, a healthy mix of that. I know one organization does a great job, and that is the Rockets. They have a dedicated staff that only scouts based on numbers, and they have a dedicated staff that scouts based on what they see in their evaluation. And obviously, I think this year, especially, the results are speaking for themselves. So, so the whole thing is so interesting, and yet at the same time, I'm sitting here, uh, Kerry, and we're talking with Kerry Keating. Uh, I'm looking at a newspaper, a, a picture of uh, a Marcus Sowell sound, uh, surrounded by Patrick McCaw and uh, Clay Thompson and David West and Omri Caspi, and he's trying to to find a little bit of an avenue inside. And, you know, it all comes down basically to, you know, the game itself and your will to win and the desire and understanding, you know, how to find the open man. And I realize these analytics have been a huge boon to the game, but at the same time it, it really hasn't changed that dramatically from the kind of basketball that I grew up with. And as a matter of fact, I, this is, to me, fascinating that the, the way the NBA is being played today is kind of like the way it was being played 40, 50 years ago when I was a kid. Well, I think, unfortunately, to support your point, is a lot of the NBA teams are now investing in, in eSports and video games yeah. and making this a sporting event because I think they realize they can push those numbers and the, and the quest for numbers more within the eSports world while understanding that. And we know everything is cyclical. As you just mentioned, everything comes back in a cycle in some way or another, whether it's fashion, whether it's style of play, whether it's you know the, the latest gadget, everything kind of gets improved on, but at its root, it comes back. And I think from a basketball standpoint, where we can evolve the game with a three-point line, where we can evolve the game with really no low-block play anymore, at least temporarily, while everyone's kind of spreading the floor out, at its root, the ball still has to go in the basket. You have to stop the other team from putting the ball in the basket. It's just a matter of how that happens. And we've seen this evolution with ball screen defense. Everybody started hedging ball screens and showing a big to stop the guard, and then they pushed all the ball screens to the side, and they kept it on one side of the floor, and they call that the ice or the down of the ball screen. Now everyone just kind of realizes the players are definitely better, but they've figured out how to counter counteract that on offense. Now they switch everything, and obviously the Warriors are kind of at the forefront of that, and now you see that happening all over where a guy like Robin Lopez, Marcus Gasol, uh, you know, five men, or, or I should say Brooke Lopez, not Robin Lopez, Brooke Lopez and Marcus Gasol in particular, where came into this league as low-block five men, have now evolved their game into being able to shoot three-pointers. I mean, yeah. that number is hard to argue with. Three is definitely more than two. Yep. They need 33% to equal 50 Exactly. Yeah. shot attempts. So yep. that's kind of the genesis of where this all started. But I think at a through, you're still going to find, especially in the playoffs, you go back to the, the fact where one team has to stop the other more than, than the other team has to score because scoring is at a premium right now. That's why the best defensive teams usually at the end of the day are the teams that also have a chance to win championships. I mean, I could see how the sabermetrics, you know, would help in the uh, fantasy basketball. Yep. You know, <laughs> I can really see that. Well, yeah. But I, I tell you, basketball is a lot more exciting now than it was, uh, you know, 15 years ago or so when they were doing too much one-on-one. 
you know, you'd, you'd everyone kind of step to the side, and you'd see one guy on another, and it just it, I don't know, it just wasn't very well, exciting. I, and I think a lot of that, and Carrie, yeah. get into this after we take a break, but I want to get Carrie's thoughts about the 90s and Michael Jordan yeah. and how everything changed dramatically in Absolutely. some respects. So let's, let's All take right. a quick um, break. Okay, so here's our first trivia question. And again, uh, Carrie, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back uh, from the break. Which NBA player scored the most points in all the 1990s? Okay, so okay. that's that's our question. That should be an easy one, but it's not. Well, yeah, maybe. Well, well, maybe it is. Like, I, you know, know. <laughs> I know you've heard of the player, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, which NBA player scored the most points in the 1990s? All right, uh, don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to continue on with Kerry Keating uh, talking all things NBA. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question. Which NBA player scored the most points in the 1990s? Well, I'm going to let Terry take a stab at that because that's more his era. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to. There's an obvious name, but I'm I'm thinking it's somebody else. What do you think, Kerry? I, I was going to say the same thing. I think everybody wants to say it was Jordan, but I, I'm going to guess it was Carl Malone. It was Carl Malone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you, people yeah. forget Jordan missed two years. He took two years I, off. Oh, to play baseball. Yeah. 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 To play yeah. baseball, yeah. and I was, think Carl was always kind of trailing Michael in the top. They both averaged almost thirty a game pretty consistently. And yeah, I think people people don't realize the longevity of Carl Malone and how many points he scored over the course of his career. Of course, famously on most of the end of the assist that John Stockton. Stockton, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah. player. And a and guy it, that would – I tell you what, a guy that would have a hard time, I think, playing the game exactly the way it's played today, mm-hmm. he, he'd, he'd make it. He'd be able to make a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But the game is definitely not what it was today when he played as a true power forward. I always felt badly for him because he didn't get that many opportunities. I think yeah. he just played in one finals, didn't he, uh, yeah. you know, with Utah, and that was it. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, which is unfortunate because – Utah is kind of a back. Uh, people back in Utah don't think that way, but it is kind of a backwater uh, outpost for the NBA. Well, Kerry Keating is joining us. You know, we were talking about analytics, and Edward and I and you were, you know, you were kind of educating us on what's going on today with with all of the uh, the numbers. But I want to I want to take you back, uh, not that far back either, to when you were a young guy, and Edward and I were a, a bit younger when basketball really went through a a major change um, in the 1990s with Michael Jordan, who had already been a star suddenly taking the Bulls to a higher level, and everybody was the old expression. I guess it was uh, marketed by some shoe company, be like Mike. Oh, yeah. And so all the young kids wanted to be like Mike. You know, everybody wanted to, to be the, uh, the amazing uh, single player who could take over a game. And that really, maybe I'm simplifying it, Kerry, but that kind of changed the NBA, didn't it? Well, I think what it did was it made athleticism uh, come to the forefront. Hmm. And, and we, you mentioned in the first segment, Bruce, about how the game last night with Memphis was more of an old school, very physical, very grinded out, bang it out, high 80s, low 90s type game. And that may be by design by the Grizzlies and not necessarily as we know the Warriors, but it kind of takes you back to where the game was before athleticism ruled the day. And the evolution in my, in, in my mind came in a guy we just saw have two numbers retired who, who really fully emulated and wanted to emulate exactly, talk about be like Mike. He really took Michael Jordan's game and tried to put it in his own personal way, and obviously we're talking about Kobe Bryant. What the league has now done now is they've really made an emphasis on drafting long, lean athletes. I mean, Hmm. we never really see or saw the long, skinny guys in the NBA. I mean, you might have some some lean, skinny guys who are good shooters, the the Havlicek's and the Bushers and Jerry West of the world, great players, great basketball. No, but you're talking about someone like Ingram, right? For the Lakers, yeah, but, yeah. but it's coming to the point now where they're looking for speed and athleticism. Obviously, shooting, distance shooting, and and I think that the reason why the game is, is so popular right now and, and the ratings are so good, you know, we're all kind of creatures of, of movement. We all appreciate movement in some way, shape, or form. You know, so so we we get a chance to see ten athletes on the floor moving. We get a chance to be up close and personal with them as far. You know, depending on where our seats are, but but they're they're approachable. They're they're visible, unlike football players. They're not far away like baseball players. But the game moves. You know, the ball moves, players move, the speed of the game, and you're seeing a lot of points go up on the board right now. And it, it, it's the thing where I think it's going to evolve into kind of having to go back to having someone in the block to score uh, on a consistent basis. But by and large, Michael Jordan started this athletic movement of having more players like him and less players like say. 
Shaquille O'Neal. Not that he wasn't a great player in himself. For Obviously, sure. we have guys like that. But the majority of guys now are long, lean athletes who are who are physical, can defend multiple positions, and put the ball in the basket. Yeah, you know, Kevin Durant, that, that or, sort of. Or an Anthony Davis who was just yeah. involved. That, that well, guy you, amazes yeah. me. But, yeah. you know, you know what's interesting is, Peter, uh, because we've talked about this on other short shows when we've talked about football, how – you know, the guys are, are more, much more athletic, bigger, stronger, and all that. But the danger is, you know, your your ankle is only so strong, and, and guys are getting hurt, and they have to do all these protections. The good thing about basketball is, yeah, it's a little physical, but it's not like football. So you can have all that athleticism and kind of, you know, sort of run and gun, so to speak. Well, you know people I mean? can get hurt, as we saw in horrific kind of accidents, as, as Gordon Hayward Gordon, experienced. Yeah. But it, it is rare, and I guess that's the beauty of, of basketball, why it's so popular internationally now. And, Kerry, tell me if you think I'm wrong here, but next to soccer, I think basketball is the most popular sport in the world today. Yeah, it certainly has evolved over in countries like Europe, and, and they've put a heavy emphasis on training the kids at a young age and working on skill development uh, along with that athleticism. And that influx has all happened in the last 10 to 20 years, where now you're almost exclusively having scouts park themselves over in Europe full-time to watch the young players. And we're, we're getting ready to probably see the next great European player come uh, over. For, uh, he's playing in the EuroLeague now. Luka Donick is a... 18-year-old point guard who's really kind of doing some amazing things. And, and, and fans will start to get used to his name as we get closer to the springtime of the draft. But you'll find him in the number one or two slot uh, in come next year's draft. Where is he from? I think he – I want to say he's Serbian, actually. That's a good question. Yeah, okay. somewhere in Eastern Europe. <laughs> so, Kerry, yeah. uh, yeah. since since you, you just mentioned about, you know, 18-year-olds and all that, I just Slovenian. saw – I mean, he's Slovenian. Oh, Slovenian? Okay. okay, yeah, there is a difference. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was just looking on uh, on Yahoo Sports and noticed LeVar Ball, we all love him, huh? <laughs> uh, he's for, Apparently he's forming a junior basketball association designed to bypass NCAA and pay high school prospects up to 10000 a month, uh, which would allow talented players the opportunity to prepare for the NBA without having to go through the you know the old one and done. Well, you also know he sent his, he's sending his kids to some obscure league in, I think it's in Belarus or the Ukraine. Is that right, Kerry? In Lithuania. Lithuania. I mean, yeah, some thoughts about what Edward was just talking about. I mean, this guy is a fascinating character, and, and I, I, you know, he's a little bit of a blowhard, but, uh, I mean, how, how much legitimacy is there to this fellow anyway? I mean, I, I would sometimes wonder. He's... He's got three yeah, great, three great uh, I, yeah. kids, that's for sure. I mean, these are athletes. I, I don't know if, if that will eventually come to light. I think it's a interesting idea, and certainly he's giving himself, and everyone else is now kind of forced to give him a little bit of a platform to have this voice. And a lot of this is based on the fact that what he's done with his two younger sons, and neither of them are going to college, and you know he's probably going to try to put in a position where he's going to try to give an opportunity to other kids who don't want to do that. But there is an opportunity for kids to do that now. It's called the G League. There, you know, you, the kids can do that out of high school now. And it, it's, I, I don't know if it will ever take off. It's going to require a pretty good amount of planning and organization and money. And quite honestly, the, 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 the level of play would be something. If I'm an aspiring 18-year-old kid that has a chance to play in the NBA, let alone be drafted, I think the last thing I'm going to do is play in a league that is, I wouldn't say haphazardly put together, but put together solely to not go to college. Hmm. Because as, as we know, the biggest threat to your future is going to be a catastrophic injury. And yeah. the best place for that to happen is at a place where there are a majority of kids who have nothing to lose. There will be a oh, good point. Kids in that, in that league with nothing to lose 
as opposed to you being one of the better players with everything to gain. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a wait-and-see approach on that. I'm not too optimistic that it will happen. Well, also, you know, you get direct competition with the NCAA, and NCAA, you know, feeds into the NBA, so there's a, that issue too. Well, the NCAA is at a crossroads right now. Obviously, we all know what happened with the FBI investigation that resulted in four schools getting penalized and four coaches, actually. And everyone's kind of waiting to see if, if more, more are on the way. But the NCAA has to make a decision as to what the definition of amateurism is and if that applies to all sports that they support. The, the problem that they have, guys, is that the NCAA tournament, in and of itself, in that one month in March, completely funds every other Olympic sport for the NCAA. You know, football has been removed. The schools have removed that and kind of taken their own uh, money and spending their own money on that. But basketball for the NCAA and for the schools that are in the NCAA, they need that tournament. So for the schools that, that want to secede from that potentially, they'd have to come up with their own money to, form you, to, 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 to run their Olympic sports. So if Stanford left the NCAA and wanted to go into a different league with 80 other schools, they could certainly keep all that money, but they wouldn't have the ability to run the NCAA tournament the same way, thereby get the money back to run the. So, so they're a little bit caught in the middle. I think it really comes down to the NCAA stepping up and potentially changing the way that they've done business forever, and that really centers around how they view amateurism as it relates just to basketball. It's, it's a shame that money always has to rule the roost, but I think that's been the case from, from day one when, when they first started paying athletes. And it, yeah. we forget that the pro basketball has only been around since 1946. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first year, and it wasn't even called the NBA in those days. I think it was called something else. So, um, you know, Kerry Keating is joining us, by the way, in case you just joined us. And Kerry is uh, the co-host on the Warriors flagship station, uh, the Golden State Warriors and defending NBA champions, uh, 95.7 the game, also an NBA personnel consultant. Uh, you know, Edward was mentioning this to us uh, off air about what happened to uh, the Warriors. They used to be on my old station that I worked on for many, many years, um, KNBR, and went over to the game. And I think the game, it's, it's turned out to be a great uh, marriage. Uh, Kerry, you've gotten some work there. And more than that, uh, they really spend a lot of time. Talk a little bit about what it's like here in the Bay Area to to cover the Warriors because it's it's a kind of a larger than life uh, situation right now. Yeah, it's, it's, as we all know, timing is everything in life, and what great timing to to have a, a radio station that's trying to provide all the possible coverage they can for the best team in the world, and then for me to be in this position of transition to get into the media and have a chance to work for them on the pregame show and sprinkle myself in amongst some of their other programming when I can. I really enjoy doing it. Uh, I enjoy the people over there. Great, great hosts and great talent. Uh, got some new leadership over there that just came in uh, this past year. So looking forward to seeing what we're doing as we're moving from our, our offices or our station on 3rd and Howard over to the CBS station, I think, over on Batteries. So. Hey, you're you're going to be joining me because I work at uh, one of the stations that's in that building. So, wait, wait, yeah. Hey, guys, hold on. We have hey, to cut yeah. to a real commercial, quick commercial break. Yes. We're up against the clock here. That's right. We'll, we'll, uh, yeah. Talking the NBA here. Okay. <laughs> you know about that, Gary. <laughs> Born in Melbourne, Australia, I was the Timberwolves' first pick in the 1991 draft. I retired playing in 10 NBA seasons with Minnesota, Chicago, Phoenix and New York. Who am I? That's our question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Pull 
Bulldog.com is the best place to buy billiard supplies online. In addition to having the guaranteed lowest prices and the largest selection of pool cues and accessories in the industry, Bulldog also provides unsurpassed customer service with free shipping on orders over $99, including to APOs, and a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. And be sure to use the code SPORTS at checkout for a 5% discount on your order. Give them a call at 866-843-3249 and sign up for a free catalog or go to pooldog.com. That's pooldog.com. And now, today's general steel building tip. Buy a large lot with a friend or family member that can be split into two smaller lots. Some of the most appealing properties may be much larger than what you want or can afford, yet the seller may not be willing to break up a large parcel. So, if you can share the cost with someone else, preferably someone you don't mind having as a neighbor, you may be able to pick up a great building site for a reasonable price. And now, a word from General Steel. Stocks are soaring, and construction spending across America has been on the rise. If you've been waiting to build, the time is now. Whether you want to expand your business or you want to build a new garage, call General Steel today. Our metal buildings are custom designed for your needs. For example, a 40 by 60 is a great space for an auto shop or three-car garage. And if you call General Steel today, it's on sale now for under $25,000. Call 844-91-STEEL. 844-91-STEEL. That's 844-91-STEEL. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Anchor.fm is a great new platform that has some of the coolest audio on the planet. You'll find Rick Tittle's Comedy Spotlight and his interviews with all of today's biggest comedians, plus the best in politics, music, and more. Anchor has it all. And if you want to get in on the action, you can start your own station and be the DJ you've always dreamed of. If you're looking to launch a podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to begin. And with so many ways to interact with your listeners, you'll be destined for greatness. So check out the Comedy Spotlight and more at Anchor.fm. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Second NBA trivia question. Born in Melbourne, Australia, I was the Timberwolves' first pick in the 1991 draft. I retired after playing 10 NBC, NBA seasons with Minnesota, Chicago, Phoenix, and New York. Who am I? Kerry, who, who was that man, that master? I, I know that guy because I, 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 I followed up the most famous Australian basketball player of all time, Andrew Gaze at Seton Hall, so I... Uh... I know about Luke Longley. Luke Longley, that's go. right. That's Very right. good. Yeah, yeah. And Luke Longley was one of those guys, I think a hardcore NBA fan knew him. The casual fan knew about him. But uh, he had one of those names, too, that sort of 
jumped out at you, you know? L-U-C? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I went, <laughs> no, he was good. Luke, Locke, Luck. Well, yeah, yeah. Good, good ball player. Good ball player. Yeah, he was. Well, Kerry Keating is joining us. You know, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the NBA right now because the Warriors are obviously they've been playing uh, as we speak a little shorthanded. No Steph Curry, no Zaza Pachulia, or Draymond Green, or, or Sean Livingston, or Sean Livingston, yeah. or even Andre Iguodala was out yeah. the other night, yeah. and they still managed to win. I mean, what makes them such a good team besides just the fact that they have all this incredible talent and a deep bench? Well, I, I think one thing that stands out. I've, 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 and reflecting on these injuries and how they're going to get through this key stretch right now, and they are so far with winning ten in a row, five without Steph, uh, and I think actually six without Steph and five without Draymond to boot. I think they've got the good fortune of having four All Stars, four superstars that, in their own right, really make the rest of the team understand how important they are towards those people's success. And what I mean by that is. Raymond has evolved into an obviously a now famous second round pick who's an all star and the best defensive player in the year uh, in, in the league. But he's a selfless player and a, a four year college player. And I think his upbringing with Tom Mizzo, Michigan State, as a team as a team guy, is paying off dividends. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, potential Hall of Fame players. All three will essentially be Hall of Fame players are the quintessential superstar in this system for Steve Kerr because they really don't care who gets the credit. You know, when I coached at UCLA, I was fortunate to spend a lot of time with Coach Wooden before he passed away. And one of his key sayings was, it's amazing what gets accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. And I've never really heard Steve Kerr say that. I don't know if that's up in their locker room. I don't know if that's something that's been reiterated to them. But I get the feeling that that is their baseline mantra and that's kind of how they go about it. I think what Steve has said is kind of modernized that as he wants his player where he's so often to play with joy. I think you get a lot of pleasure in, in other people's performance, and other people's success, when it has a direct effect on you. And this is definitely a team sport that can be individualized to an extent, sometimes at the detriment of the team's success. But I think these guys have done an unbelievable job. And, and guys, this is why... This is why Steve is not hesitant to play 11, 12, or 13 guys in the first half of the season because they're all pros. They all can help in some way, shape, or form, and they all are going to get a chance for the overall product to help this team get back to June for the fourth consecutive year. And what we're seeing in these last 10 games is exactly that. No Steph, no Draymond. Last night, no Andre. Sean Livingston's been out. Everyone's kind of stepped up and kind of had a hand in this, and the results have been they've been able to keep pace with the hottest team in the league, the Houston Rockets, and the all-important race for the number one seed in the Western Conference. You know what a uh, a gift it's it is for someone like Jordan Bell, you know, to to just start off with a team like this and uh, see the unselfish play. I mean, that's a, that's a it's a great grooming process. Well, you can't ask for a better situation, and, and I think. The social media that we deal with today will, will, will sensationalize the fact that he was bought for $3.5 billion from the Bulls. That's just the way that the, that the logistics set up and the fact that the Warriors wanted to get him if they had that pick and he was available, and the Bulls were takers for the cash at the time. It could have been any one of the other 28 teams, and it could have been any other slot uh, if, they, if they came above 37, wherever Jordan was taken. What you saw the other night, I think, is indicative of exactly the benefit that Jordan's going to have. He blocked a shot on Brandon Ingram at Staples Center. He stood over him while the ball was still alive, and he kind of stared him down. And the play was still going on the other end, and 
he missed an opportunity in Coach Kerr's mind to potentially get a tip dunk on a Patrick McCall miss while Ingram was still on the ground and the ball was still alive. The most important part of being a, a, a shot-blocking, rim-running athlete, which essentially is what Jordan Bell at his root is, yeah. is to make the next play. Mm. And when he doesn't yeah, make the point. next play, the, the luxury that Steve Kerr has to take him out, teach him that lesson, have that lesson imparted again by his peers on the team because of the success they've enjoyed with that prior to Jordan's uh, uh, arrival, is only going to make Jordan a better player. And really, they're grooming him to be a starter, if not next year, full-time the year after, in what's going to be another championship run. Yeah, because he's kind of like a Draymond where he's not a, a shooter, but he's a, a just a defender at the rim. No, he's, he's definitely he's, – he's not he's – a, he's a low-block, dunker spot, roll, score. He's got to develop a 17-foot jump shot. Yeah. I'd say the guy who's more important, to, in my mind, the guy that's more important for his short-term development from this year to next year, is not so much Draymond Green, although that's very important from the defensive perspective. It's David West. Mm. If anyone, if anyone is playing at a six-nine power forward position and making seventeen-foot jump shots, it's David West. Yeah. That guy is having a phenomenal. Yeah, he's having a good year. I was going to ask you about David West because I wanted to transition into that. He's a fascinating character. He's like 34 years old, and yet the other night he made the play of the night, uh, yeah, blocked block. Alonzo Ball layup uh, that, sa- that saved a win. And he's also you know, a very well-read guy, very thoughtful guy. He's played a long time in the NBA. I mean, somebody like that, having that kind of a, almost a sage in the, in the locker room is, is such a benefit, I would think, to Steve Kerr. It's almost like having a coach on the floor. Hmm. Well, let's, let's not forget, after a successful career at Xavier, he was a two-time All-Star in New Orleans, I think, when Chris Paul was there. So this is a guy who's reached the pinnacle at his position by being named an All-Star not once but twice, has really taken care of his body, you know, obviously tried once before to, to, to simulate himself in a championship setting with the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. put himself in a position probably even before a guy like KD, who may take a little bit of flack for chasing the ring, David West really did that, but he did it in a sense where he brought something to the table that's of extreme value. He, he was voted teammate of the year last year in the league. He, he's mm. as healthy as, ever, as he's ever been. His, his shooting percentage, his ability to pass the ball. And let's not forget the biggest play maybe i tell you what, if this comes down to a one-game lead yeah. over the Houston Rockets at the end of the year, <laughs> maybe the biggest play of the year to preserve the, 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 the block, yeah. one seed is that block. Yeah. And, and, and that's just a little play that kind of goes unnoticed, and maybe for the next day it's all over Twitter, it's on ESPN. But from a coaching perspective, that's a block that you bring back up in highlight films when you're getting ready for the playoffs, that was a playoff-type play. Well, that was like uh, when uh, LeBron blocked exactly. Iguodala, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. It was a great, call, great yeah. call by the Warriors announcer, yeah. a radio announcer. Yeah, go, go, go back to the beginning where we talked about Jordan Bell. What mm-hmm. is he transitioning right now? It's how to make the next play. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. learn from David, Be- David West how to make – they just scored to go ahead at the other end, and the Lakers didn't call timeout, had none left. Yeah. Hanzo pushes the ball down, gets all the way to the rim. Next play, David West to the rescue. I mean uh, – I'm, I, I'm in awe of David West. Well, I'm, I, I really, as a broadcaster, yeah, as a broadcaster, I really appreciate it when the announcer understands what an important play that was. And I thought Tim Roy's call of that play, and we we replayed it on our station because we're a sister station of the one that you work on, Kerry, uh, um, was great. And it just it sort of exemplified what this season and what this team is all about. You know, they make the clutch plays at the right time. So it's it's a joy to watch. I mean, you talk about the joy of playing. As a fan and even as a broadcaster, it's a joy to be around him. You just 
you don't see teams like this in any sport very often. So, hey, Carrie, I want to ask you a question about uh, Steph Curry coming, you know, when he's going to be healthy. There's talk about him possibly playing Christmas because, you know, they're playing the Cavs. And, Actually, he's not going to play Christmas. Did they decide yeah, he's not playing? Just, he's not going to play till after Christmas. Oh, okay, because that, yeah. that was going to be my question. It's like, you know, you, you got to – yeah, it's a, it's a – you know, Christmas is a it's, huge day for, for playing basketball. You know, everyone's not, watch it's it. only one game. It's only one yeah. game. No, no, I appreciate yeah. it. And the thing is, it is the Cavs versus and, the Warriors. And you got to remember, this guy's had a history of ankle problems. Yeah, be very but I, no, I'm, I'm actually yeah. glad that they're, they're just saying, you know what? Forget the game. I mean, it's, you have to look at his health first yeah. and make sure you don't bring him back too early. Well, okay. I mean, Curry is a special kind of a guy. And, and, and you, what Edward is saying, and I agree with him, that you have to be very careful with him, right, Curry? Because early in his career, we forget, the casual fan forgets that Steph Curry was was really dogged by a number of, of ankle problems early in his career that uh, kept him out. Matter of fact, he missed a, much of one season. Yeah. And that right, and the right ankle, the one that he turned in that New Orleans game, is, is the one that we're talking about. He already had surgery on it. So I think what you're finding out with the Warriors, as we mentioned earlier, guys, because of their depth, because of their trust in their bench, and because of the fact that, let's face it, they're doing the most important thing without Steph, they're winning. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought before the diagnosis came last night that they were going to reevaluate on the 26th, that if they had won these three games this week going into Christmas, that they definitely wouldn't. Uh, play him, and I'm not saying they're just basing it on where their record's at. I'm sure Steve's the last guy to do that. But but you're finding out that they're going to err on the side of caution with these sure. injuries because they do have depth and because this is now, don't forget, they're heading into their fourth year potentially playing 100 games. Mm. And, and and Steph... That's a lot of basketball. And Steph, that's <laughs> a lot of basketball. And, and yes, you know, everyone says, well, they're young, they're, they're healthy, they're athletic. Yeah, but banging, the physicality, travel, basketball from... Exactly, from September to June, everyone else is done in, in April and May, and then, and then their fraction thereof as they get eliminated from the playoffs. They've gone to the tilt now, and they're, and they're expecting to do it again, uh, obviously, this year and possibly next year. So this is a long-term view, and I think because of that, I don't think we'll see Steph. I, I'm not so sure that, that in a bigger scheme of things, guys, the more important time for Steph to be ready to play, and I'm not saying he's going to be out until then, January 20th, because mm. there's only three games against the Rock- Houston Rockets. Yeah. Two of them are at Houston within a 10-day period, the first one being January 20th on ABC. They've already lost the first one, and that's really where it comes down to in the head-to-head matchup. They have to win two of those games to win the head-to-head matchup out of the three-game series with the Rockets. So if it means he's going to be better suited to play on January 20th by not playing until, say, December 30th or January 1st, I think for sure you'll find the Rocket the, the – uh, the uh, Warriors holding him out as long as they possibly can. Yeah, then uh, what's so frustrating is is he did it, what, in the last, like, 15 seconds of the game yeah. or something ridiculous, yeah. and weren't they already up by a fair yeah, they amount? They put the game out of reach. And then yeah, usually, they ta- they usually they don't even play him in the fourth well, quarter. Yeah, these things happen. I was going to tease Kerry right away because he reminds me of myself. We're always – the great thing about radio is we can multitask. Well, people can't see this. Well, well, we're talking here. You know, the phone's going off. Carrie's moving some dishes. I mean, m- my wife has always got me doing five I'm things at, at the home. Clock. You're looking at the <laughs> clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Steph Curry is out there playing in a in a basketball game and turning his ankle. So the world is uh, the world continues to turn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, what's what's uh, before we let you go, Carrie? What's uh, what's on the Christmas? Uh, uh, holiday uh, plans for you? What are you? You're gonna obviously you're gonna be out there on Christmas Day watching the Warriors play the Cavs. I would think, huh? We'll, we'll be there uh, with our pregame show at 10:30 uh, a.m. Uh, I think tip off is at 12, and I'll be there staying scouting the game and 
enjoying some Christmas basketball. A lot of basketball starting last night, seven home games in a 10-day period. Yeah. I'm actually heading up the road to Sacramento when I get off with you guys to uh, go watch Kansas and Stanford tonight up in the Oh, on yeah, that's center. right. So, that's uh, right. And speaking of Sacramento, they won two games in a row on the road back east, Whoa. back-to-back nights. That's a nice little, you know, finally for that poor franchise up there. They finally uh, get a little ray of hope maybe, huh? <laughs> don't look! Don't look now. We may have a NorCal robbery, buddy. Yeah, That's there right. you go. <laughs> well, Kerry Keating, thank you again for uh, joining us once again on Sports Econ One Hundred and One. Great stuff, Kerry. Thanks so much, man. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Good. Good guy. And as you can tell, he's a real uh, basketball. Oh uh, yeah. Junkie. No, his, his knowledge uh, born, is great. Born, yeah. Born into the game. Funny, I wonder how some of the, the players and they, you know, when ninety-five-seven first comes out and they go, "What you guys are carrying?" Well, Who I don't. Are you? You know, not, to be honest with you, I don't think the players. <laughs> Pay that much attention anymore to, to radio? I don't know. Oh, if, well, just a, there's know. a microphone in their face. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Here's a here's a last. Now this trivia question is really easy. Yeah. I figured I, the first one to eh, meza meza. Before becoming the Houston Rockets, where did the team play? Oh, that's an easy. See, one. I figured yeah, I, yeah. I figured yeah. give an easy one. Good All one. right. Yeah. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back with some closing comments. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. 
You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. That was good stuff having carry on. He, yeah. Good basketball knowledge. Oh, I like that. Know, a basketball junkie and, and a true basketball guy, you know, raised in the game. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, yeah. third trivia question. Before becoming the Houston Rockets, where did the team play? Played in San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, and you know who played on that first team? A good friend of mine, Jim Barnett, Jim Barnett who was one of the yeah. Warrior broadcasters. Jim was a, was the true basketball gypsy. He played with the San Diego Rockets, the Portland Trailblazers, the Golden State Warriors, the New York Knicks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Boston And the New Orleans. Uh, they were called the Jazz in those days before yeah. they moved to to Utah, and he played for, I think, 10 years for six different teams. But he got to play with Dr. J, with um, Wilt. Wilt. Uh, He got to play with uh, Rick Barry. He got to play Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell was his coach. His first coach was Bill Russell. Imagine that. Uh, Didn't he play with Pistol Pete then? He played with Pistol Pete down in New Orleans. Yeah, Pistol Pete Maravich. I mean, you talk about a guy who lived, uh, you know, the the true NBA dream from the mid-60s to the mid-70s, and that was a glorious time. I was a... I was a kid at that time, and that yeah. was the time I really followed the NBA when I was 14 to 24. You know, it's funny because you think, you know, gosh, that's, that's kind of frustrating to have to, you know, getting traded team to team to team. No, it's but, the best thing that ever happened to him. But, but that's the thing is you get to yeah. play with all these all, well, and he was, Hall of Famers. He was a good player. Uh, yeah, Edward, he, he played. He was like a sixth man or seventh man coming off the bench, and he was one of those guys that would, you know, throw his body at you. He, he was smart. Um, you know, he was a good teammate. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, I think Jim is about 72 years old. Yeah. And he's still doing the uh, color on the TV broadcast. And a couple years ago, he was thinking of retiring, but he, he thought to himself, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Because I love being around the game. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I appreciate watching him, uh, uh, you know, do the broadcast because of his knowledge. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, it's amazing how much. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not know. just the knowledge. It's the, pa- it's the passion and yeah. it's the, the way he presents it. I think that it's yeah. entertaining. That's that's important, you know. In our profession, you got to be entertaining. Got to keep him laughing, you know. Keep well, a, well, keep, we, it's yeah. funny because he likes to tease me with the jokes. So that I, so it, it's it's a little yeah, he's yeah. A little, we're a little off color from each other, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's okay. It's all all right. right, here's our thoughts for the day. Uh, do your work with your whole heart, and you will succeed. Uh, very there's true. So little competition. It, what's the last there, one? There's, there's so little competition. Yeah, there is. Not a lot of people put it put their f- full hearts into their work. That's very true. That's right. And keep yeah. your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground. Well, that's a good idea. Uh, all right. <laughs> Tune in next week to Sports Econ oh, 101. Yeah. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. And happy holidays, America. All right. So long.